Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Why not? Why not? There it is. I'm dancing. He's feeling it. Baby, let's warm this place up. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Winner's Lounge. <laughs> Serbia gets the win, goes perfect in group play as we move on to the elimination round, the round of 16. As Serbia dominates, absolutely dominates, dominates Team Poland uh, from start to finish. I don't even have the score in front of me. That's how hyped up I am for this one. 96, 96 to 69. You know, want to know something? Wasn't actually nice. that close. Nice. Was that that score is deceptively close? That was after the garbage time erasure. That was after the garbage it time was erasure. A, it was a blowout. We have no shortage of things, guys. We're so hyped up. Like we are all in great spirits here at DNVR HQ because not just the game. Serbia has been kicking ass. Like they've been they've been winning a lot of games easily. But this one, there was just something a little bit different mm. about this one. We're gonna get into all of the feel good storylines, and to help me do that, I've got. Tim Donaghy himself here, the referee. It's Brendan Vogt. <laughs> it's beige and blue, whatever. Welcome. Welcome into another Winner's Lounge. We should cover Team Serbia more often. We really should, This Dan. is awesome. That, it looks like a referee mated with a sack of potatoes. This is um, Brooklyn, New York's take on referees. <laughs> that is Brooklyn, New York's take, even with the hat. Uh, live from an undisclosed location, it looks like it is City Hall in Sambor, if I I'm not mistaken. I believe just, that's where yeah, we're going yeah. from. It's Harrison Wind. I'm going to buy that City Hall in Sambor because Serbia covered again, you guys. That's what you fans <laughs> mentioned. You know? oh, yeah. He was so ready. again. You were so ready for this one. What was it, like 15 and a half or something? It was an easy call. Easy money. Easy. I, it was such an ass whooping today that I'm not sure Poland was trying to win. Yeah, we could talk about that. That's the less fun angle, though. I, I mean, look, maybe they were trying to win. Maybe it was like, hey, let's roll the ball out, kind of you know see what? what things happen. I don't think it was up to them either way today. It, it really wasn't I really up don't to think them. the result was their choice. Uh, this was a dominant one. We're going to break it all down. We're also going to talk about one of the top stories, at least in our world. You guys have to remember, this is a Nugget show. We're covering our, our king, Jokic. But there was a great Nugget storyline today with Aaron <laughs> Gordon, who flew out to surprise <laughs> oh, Nikola Jokic. Actually... Okay, I'll download the video so you have it on the hard drive. That's the only way it plays like smoothly through. We'll play a video there. Our, our uh, fellow journalist out in Serbia, Marco, was helping us, or actually provided some really good behind-the-scenes stuff there. Um, and then we're going to break down elimination round. The people that are not in, and I'm going to bring this point up later, but the people who haven't been following Eurobasket for whatever reason, maybe you're on the fence, you're tuning in now, you're like, I don't know, the guys seem hyped, but I'm not, I'm not to totally hyped. Uh, those guys... 
I'm going to make the hard sell. Now it gets really interesting. Now it gets really Now it gets really interesting, and you're going to want to tune in. Um, but first, do you guys want to do a fast recap? Why not, man? A quick... Let's uh, do it. Quick uh, summary. This, this one's going to be extra quick if you guys want to know the truth, um, because there wasn't a whole lot of details. Yaramas got the start tonight. And, you know, the group play, there's a lot of not showing your hand. There's a lot of like, hey, we want... We, we feel like we're going to win this game. Let's Let's kind of... Tinker a little bit. But let's also not show what we're going to do for this next round. Yarmaz got the start in the first half, didn't start in the second half. Read into that what you will, but he did a great job. Um, every single game, I have the same note. Jokic, dominant out the gate. The best Jokic is the first five minutes Jokic of every game. Am, am I wrong here, Wind? No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, they just look to establish him early. And I feel like Jokic goes into every game wanting to rest the fourth quarter obviously wanting to rest most of the second half the easiest way he can do that is just by dominating the first quarter in the <laughs> yeah. first half that's what he, he's doing he does that in the first five minutes of this game there's some great team play by the way this wasn't just Jokic. No, i was no. so impressed the two games that i probably walked away the most impressed were obviously the finland game but then this game and there were pockets of the ball is popping pockets of great defense pockets of great teamwork and you know where it felt everybody was on a string but those two games the Poland game and the Finland game I just felt like it was start to finish you watched it for extended periods and you're like wow this team can find and stay in a rhythm uh, and Jokic goes for 10 points two rebounds one assist one steal in his first stint the game was out of I honestly there was a moment in the second quarter where I was like is Jokic gonna play again Right. That's how far ahead uh, Team Serbia was. It was 28-14 to 14 at the end of the first quarter. But here's where the difference was between the previous games. Militinov is back. And Ristichka did a great job in his, in his absence. This is no knock on him. But Team Serbia today, their depth shined, I think, more than in any other game where you brought Jokic out, you, you know, you, Micic, whatever. You kind of rolled through these other guys. And all of a sudden, it was like a second knockout punch. Yep. It's like you yep. destroyed them with your starters. You get the bench in there, absolutely destroys them. And they were just scoring easy. Militinov had 10 points in his first in. I don't know. Let me check the box score. What did 15 he, or 16, I think. He fin- something 16. like 16 points he finished with. But again, in the very first minutes, he had all of his points. Bench scoring, Serbia just so deep. And then Jokic back in. Classic, he had a third quarter in the second quarter. His second stint in the second quarter was like he was on his heels. Team Serbia had nothing really to play for. The, the game was so far out of reach. Yarmaz, my only note is Yarmaz did not start the second half. Team Serbia, less dominant as they were in the first half, other than in the few moments when Poland got close enough that Serbia's like, okay, okay yep. hey, let's all focus for three minutes. They would do that, and it would be a wave of points. So... What was the biggest lead tonight? Do you guys remember? It was like 35 or something. Yeah, it was nearly 40 at one point. 37 sure. or 30, something like that. Yeah, so that um, dominant performance. Vote. What's your big takeaway from this game? Right, I'm going to sneak two in. The first is we didn't really get much of a look at Milotonov. Tonov? Milotonov? Milotonov. Milotonov. In, uh, Milotonov. In this tournament, not a lot of teams have that much size, but talent at the size as well. Right. Not just with the starters, of course, but off the bench now. We've heard about him. We've seen looks of him in previous games, but in this tournament, he came in. I think he drew like six fouls in his first 15 minutes on the floor. There there are some big guys, but they can't move and play like that. So to have him off the bench is a luxury. The second, I think this one's important because it's germane to the Italy matchup that's upcoming. You mentioned Yarmaz starting. They've got that versatility. They have that option. Panik is a good player, but a big key to slowing Poland down is keeping AJ Slaughter 
uh, lukewarm to cold. And Yarmaz did a lot in that regard. That guy can to defend. So we'll talk about the Italy matchup more. The reason they lost that game years ago, a lot of it was how slow they were on the perimeter. It's a different story this year, particularly with Yarmaz. Yeah, he it's funny because I saw a lot of people like again to the Serbs that are tuned in. We don't know this team as well as you guys know them. Like we know them from I think now let's see five pool play games and two qualifiers, and we kind of watched that Slovenia game a little bit, but not that much. So we know them basically through seven games, right? Seven games, and as to say like guys like Milutinov, we didn't see that much or what have you. So. Like with Yarmas, I saw people today saying like, oh, his defense is sorely needed. And it's funny because his defense has been good in, in moments, but I, I don't know if he's considered a defensive stopper. But I'm, to your point, I do think there was a little bit of that today. Harrison, what is your big takeaway from the game? I'd say the depth was big, like you hit on, and how it, having Militinov back was was big. You forget about how good he is, but I remember when we were in Serbia and – we were talking with the people there, and one of my big questions was, who is Serbia's third best player? I knew about Jokic. I knew about right. Vasimicic. Yeah. Who is Serbia's third best player? Because it seemed like there was a big drop-off. Most of the people I talked to said it was Militinov. Mm. And we've kind of forgotten about that. But, you know, he's a upper-tier center in Europe where, where he plays. He was, He's a former NBA draft pick. Like, this guy is a really good player. And you look at the backup bigs that a lot of these teams have, Militinov is going to dominate most of those guys. Right. So having him back was just a little reminder that Serbia's bench can be really, really good in a big weapon. And then my other takeaway was in the first quarter, they really established the Micic Jokic pick and roll. And you know, when push comes to shove, if Serbia does play a close game, which they will, that's going to be the go to. You know, like the, the Micic Jokic pick and roll, that's going to be what Serbia lives and dies on it. And it was just on point today, I thought. Yeah. And it was on point in the Finland game, too. And it's kind of funny because we talked a lot about this being the weakest of all the groups. And I think it was. There was no the second best team in this group is the worst second best team in the in all of the four groups. But there were like, you know, Israel, Czech, uh, you had Finland and Poland. They were all competent. They're all yes. good. Like, they weren't yes. terrible. Like, Netherlands was pretty terrible. So I think that, in a weird way, the fourth best team in this group was at par or above. So, so nonetheless, like, you kind of still had to bring it. But Team Serbia made them all, when they really locked in for in every one of the games, when they locked in for their little pockets, they made them all look like they were nothing, right? Like, like they were just crash test dummies or something that they had to, like, go around. So... For me, that's that's part of what is so encouraging about this one. And here's what I will say. Watching them, a couple things have, have come out to be. I'm, I'm going to talk more about, we've, we've mentioned this a bunch, but it's funny how into it we are. There was a moment in the last game where I'm in there in the room with, with Kale and Ryan Green and Eric, and we're all watching the game, and something happened, and we all, like, jumped up. You know, like, it was one of those ones where, like, you'd think we're watching the Nuggets, where we all got, like, we were on our edge of our seat. We all jump up. We're like, yeah. And then you're like, wait, this is crazy. Like, look at us. Um, so there's that. But the second takeaway I have is, in talking to people like Miroslav and Voya and our, our you know, our, some of the, our closest, you know, Serbian friends uh, who do the great job, by the way, on Nugget Serbia podcast, in talking to them coming into the tournament, expectations weren't low. They just were like, I don't know how good this team is. Yeah. We're missing Bogdanovic, you know, no Bielitsa. 
I, it made me think like, okay, Yoke's coming to play and it's a weird year for him to come to play because Serbia sounds like, again, I'm just processing, they didn't necessarily say this, but just reading the tea leaves, I'm like, it sounds like they have no chance. Watching them, I go, I think they're the favorite. And I hate that. We've talked about, we love it when they're more the underdog, but I watch this team and I, my most one of my most surprising takeaways is they're really good. Yes, yeah. they are really yeah. good. Go, go ahead, Wind, if you were about to. I think what puts them above most teams I've watched is the role players yep. and the bench, like the, the the depth and how every guy just plays their role so well. And guys in the comments, I I know Bogdanovich is it would have been their third best player, but he's injured. I'm just saying the guys that are available, of course Bolotinov is their third best player right now. And, and by the way, real quick, I talked to thought. Bogdanovich to me like takes this team over the top. If he was here, oh, I would yeah. be, I would be like, "Come on, man, are you kidding? This team is gonna roll." That's how good they are. So, but he would just be a perfect fit at a spot where there's a little bit of a question mark. Yeah, but Serbia's role players make them the favorite, in my opinion. Obviously, Jokic gets them there. He's gonna put them in contention. Micic as well. But I trust Serbia's role players like more than any other team's role players in this tournament, at least from what I've seen. Greece. Uh, Germany. I, I just trust Serbia's guys. All right. To Adam's point about the the perceived hesitance or whatever, or tentative, like, are they going to be good? I don't think they've seen this version, this era of the team come yeah. together like this. The last time a lot of these guys were on the court, there was still some kind of funky pecking order leadership stuff in terms yeah. of the real turning of the guard. Now this, like, Mitsic, Jokic, th that, that starting group, Milatunov, I'm sorry, guys, I'm not going to get it right. Yeah. I'll get it right. We suck. Over the weekend. But um, I will say real quick on the Milatunov thing, I everybody in the chat tried to tell us, and they all had different, different spellings. Ones. This has been like, my experience. But I was like, I don't know which one's right. There's 20 different versions of how to pronounce so, it. So fair to doubt them. Like, no one in this tournament is in the elimination route is bad, right? Yeah. So, but I think this team coming together as their team, yeah. I don't know if Serbia had seen that yet. And right. so there, there's some poetic circle stuff to getting this Italy matchup with this group as well. And I'm telling you the parallels here with Denver are so fun. I mean, we were talking about this here. It's just, we're going to talk about the AG thing in next segment, but there's just like such good vibes right now. Like if, between Denver, between Serbia and Denver and, and with the Serbian team, AG going out there, all these different things. It just feels special. And I keep waiting. They're going like, what's the big question we have for the Nuggets this year as they come together? It's like, how does it come together? Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, I mm -hmm. understand the the difference is that we have a higher expectation perhaps than Voya and Miroslav did a couple weeks ago where they were like, I just don't know this or that. They had even less of a view. Right, right, right. We don't really know what this team looks like because we too haven't seen the Nuggets version. But there is this hope. Like watching this gives me hope that what if it all does just click? The way that Serbia has come together and in three weeks of basically three weeks of training camp and now two, week, two three weeks of playing, it's clicking for them in this way. And you go like, there's hope, man. That, that That's part of what's so cool about watching this is it's like they are a team. Mm. And it happened really, really quickly. And it gives you hope that it could come together maybe for the Nuggets as well. Um, any other final thoughts here uh, about this game wind or just about the team in general? To me, it's... They play very unselfish. They have star power, obviously, at the top. They have yeah. a lot of depth. And then the last piece I would say here is that I think they're extremely tough. Like, they have just a bunch of tough players on there that I kind of – they have a lot of foxhole guys is what we call them here. We, yeah. we have a lot of foxhole guys. Is there any other major traits or characteristics or takeaways you have now from pool play? I've been loving what Coach Pesic has been doing. It feels I agree. like he's – 
it, it feels like he really could be the X factor here as we head into the knockout round. God, I love this take. Great take, Wind. Look, obviously, he's a Serbian legend. Obviously, the players respect him. It seems like he's got total control over that team. Like, you know, the, there's nobody that's going to disobey Coach Pesic. Like, who who would dare on, on do that on Serbia? But I also roster? feel like they don't – I don't I, – I'm curious. Again, I'm projecting because I'm only watching from the outside. It doesn't seem like that's a challenge, though. There's some teams yeah. where it's like the iron-fisted coach had to really – he had to bench the star to send a message. Yeah. This one, it feels like he doesn't need to do that. They're all just like, no, it's, no, we got you, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's just expected. It's just what you do. Right. You know, right. when you're playing for Team Serbia, you respect Coach Pesic. So I, I've been loving what he's been doing, and just the buy in from everybody up and down the roster seems like it's there. Yeah. I think for me, the first sign of, oh, it's going to be a good day for Team Serbia, the starters opening strong, you expect it. When the bench comes in and, and just like really applies it defensively, like really applies the pressure. And we're so used to, after this last season and in Denver, that can very often be the stretch where your 20-point lead disappears. But on their best days, Serbia has spent that time growing the lead just defensively. And so, to me, when the second unit comes in and does that, you're like, okay, this is going to be a long night for, for any opponent. Before we go to, you know, before we go to segment two here, the one thing I'll say is we talk a lot about Mr. Nugget. If you don't know, the new, new viewers who didn't follow the Nuggets season this last year... There's always a player that we call Mr. Nugget, the guy that's like, he's kind of a glue guy. Usually it's a role player, not a star, but it's like a role player who everybody likes, who's a glue guy, who embodies all of the positive traits of teamness and just kind of brings everybody together. And, you know, usually they'll go to places to attend games and events, and they're just the ultimate supporter, and they usually have positive energy all the time. They're not one of the, nobody really hates them or thinks they're a drag. And I'm wondering. We're real outsiders here, so this is like we're gonna we're probably gonna get this wrong. But Harrison, who is Mister Serbia in your opinion, the Mister Nugget of the Serbia team? <laughs> oh, I love this. <laughs> oh, God. Well, first of all, I don't know. Of course, uh, we were. <laughs> this is this is a, just a guess. I wonder if it's, and you guys might think I'm crazy. I wonder if it's. Davidovich. Is it Davidovich or Davidovich? Like Davidovich. I think it's Davidovich, like his son of David. I think Wind is like Wind is right actually. Davidovich. Davidovich. Really? Guys, is this, it we, him? this could be a whole podcast. Davidovich. Yeah, it this, doesn't so. matter. All right. I hope not because I got to confess. I love this whole team. That's the one guy for me that I'm kind of like, when he, he checks matter. in, I'm like, I don't, I don't trust this one. But all right. I, I think it might be him or Lucic. Okay. All right. Those are your nominations. Where do you go? Lukic and Lucic, Lucic, excuse me. Lucic and Kalinic, I think, are the two obvious answers. Yeah. I saw the chat do it. MJK off the bench. I'm this. telling you, they love this guy. <laughs> they love this guy. I don't know enough to say it definitively. It's but so true. I just have to acknowledge that. Every time I'm like, oh, this guy, they're like, no, he's a legend. We love him. So I, th- I was asking some of, you know, obviously Miroslav Voya, Milan, you know, those guys asking him. And a couple things here. Lucic, I've seen some not, some people say him. He's the captain. Uh, very well liked. But I don't know that he's a fun personality. He might be a little intense. Yeah. yeah I kind of yeah. get the sense that Lucic is a very serious person. Yeah. Um, I like, I like you've that. Got, <laughs> so I don't know. You've also, I've, see, I've heard Yarmaz, our guy. 
that maybe he's sort of like the one of these guys that everybody kind of likes and he has this fun personality, this or that. Mm, but I'm with you. Marco uh, Jagodic Karica, which, by the way, do you know somebody had sent this to me? Karica means courage. It actually comes from the, the word courage. And uh, he is the guy, right, that is 38 years old and like has never made a national team or any of this, and then here he is thrown here, oh, which wow. I like. One of the themes I've noticed, and this is going to be more in the documentary. I don't want to spoil too much of it. Serbia really seems to enjoy the connecting generations. And I think it's so important mm. it's, as a cultural sort of like, hey, that's really smart. And he does seem to be the guy that is like, hey, we have this new class. They're, they're all 27, 28. Most of them are like in that middle. They're not all young pups or anything. But they do bring the one old head that's like, yeah, but I want this. I don't want this to be a full severed from old to new. I want a little old to be mixed in here. And he does seem like that guy. So again, I don't know anything about his personality. I've literally never heard him speak. I barely recognize him when he's on the court. There you go. But MJK to me might be the guy that is, you see most of the, I think, uh, most of these in here, uh, they're saying it's him. Is he's the Mr. This is Serbia. why this team is great, man. There's like 14 different answers in the chat right uh, now. You know, yeah. everyone has De their guy. Dayon just seems like a hilarious character. Like he's just, he's kind of, he does kind of doesn't really fit into Serbia's uh, like roster. I feel like he he's definitely kind of stands out. You're right. Like yeah. Kalinic, uh, Marinkovic and uh, Ristic. Sometimes I can't tell which is which when I just like, like when yeah, it's they're the all far cut camera from the same cloth. So. Similar hair and beard and this or that, yeah. you know, so you're kind of like, man, I'm not quite sure. You're right. Uh, Davidovic or however you say it, Davidovic's. He uh, definitely, I could tell who it is every time. <laughs> like, there that guy goes. Yep. The bald one. Um, all right, let's take our first break. On the other side, maybe the top story for me today. Aaron Gordon surprised us all, including Nikola Jokic, by flying to Europe. Why? To support his homie, man. We'll get to that on the other side. Mr. Nugget. <laughs> the newest sponsor here across the entire DMVR network, Game Time. Really excited about these guys because now I have a ticket app to go to it's, it's going to be my go-to ticket spot for every sport every concert every show i go to a uh, game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts shows and much more 15 million people have downloaded the game time app and you can score the best seats to all your favorite events for cheap you can sit courtside 50 yard line behind home plate for huge huge discounts They've got the biggest last minute price drops in the business. You can find all of that on the Game Time app. Uh, if you love D DNVR, if you love us, if you want to support us, the best way to do that, like we always say, is by supporting our sponsors. So buy your tickets through the link in the description of this YouTube show to Game Time. That's how you can support us. Click the link in the description. That's how you can get set up with Game Time and get huge huge discounts on tickets on great seats uh to shows concerts uh, sporting events much more um, this is a big partner for us by the way this is a big partner for us guys a big new one for us so if you are buying tickets or anything for anything upcoming broncos games whatever it is honestly make this your go-to again people don't realize we don't ask for money. You watch the show, it's free. Everything's free. This is one of the best ways you can support us is make that a new habit. They're a big partner of ours. We want eventually there to be DNVR events on the Game Time app. So uh, really, really, if you guys are curious, just download the app. Use that one as your go-to. And make sure to use that link in the description, too. Link in the description, yep. 
Uh, football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They're giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Uh, right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. They're also doing an added bonus for week one. Everyone, not just new users, everyone uh, can bet on any NFL team to win. But if your team just leads by 10 points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. So even if your team loses, if they're up by 10, you can cash that bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNBR to get $200 in free bets instantly. And you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Boom. Boom. Yeah. All right, we're back here. DMVR Nuggets podcast, a.k.a. the Winner's Lounge. Um, so Aaron Gordon. I, it was funny, man. Here's how great this was. Here's how much a stealth mode it is. If you don't know, Aaron Gordon, obviously... Um, a, 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 like an elevated role player. He's something less of a st- than a star, but he's something more than a role player. He's like a super yes. role player, which is among my favorite types of players. Guys who are good enough to be bad stars, but rather than be that, they're like, you know what? I'm f- I'm a, I just want to win, so I'm going to do a lot of the dirty work and this or that. And that's Aaron Gordon. Like When he came over from Orlando, one of my big questions was, does he want isos? Does he want three-point shots? Does he want pick and rolls? He came to Denver, man. He just doesn't do that stuff very often. I mean, every player every now and then, you know, over sure. over oversteps the line or something. But he, like, m- as much as anyone just doesn't do those things, he just does the dirty work. In these last couple of years, I think it's been disguised a little bit because Michael Porter's been hurt, because Aaron Gordon's been hurt. It's like, hey, we actually need you to go back into superstar role from time to time. But I just love that about Aaron Gordon. But here's another thing that I think plays into that part of his game. He's not a huge social media guy. You know, everybody uses social media different. How many athletes would fly to Europe to watch a player and not tell anyone, right. let alone tell everyone? Like almost every athlete would fly to would fly out to Prague to watch and they would be like, "Hey, I'm going. Here I am on the flight. Wheels up to Prague like whatever." He does it in stealth mode. Presumably buys a regular ass ticket, just like goes in the stands. I don't know what section he is and and just to surprise the homie and there he is. You see these gorgeous pictures and shouts to all of the Serbian media and fans who did a great job of sending this our way and and just kind of tipping us off to it. And that picture if you go backwards one here, uh Kale not to that one to the yeah to that one i gotta think like come on he didn't even text Jokic. he had to have been like us just calling out to him from the hallway like yo 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 over here he's like (laughs) yeah and you go hey man what's up and he's like holy shit that's my all-star teammate (laughs) yeah i don't know (laughs) uh on the vibes chart 100 out of 100 1000 out of 1000 guys i don't i don't want to get it's been such a great summer so little argument we've been on the same page about so much oh you're going right into it i'm just saying you're just going right into it. we might need to start a dialogue i can wait but there's there's a there's dialogue on the horizon before you get there just tell me like i gave it a 100 out of 100 it made me feel some kind of way it made me feel so happy somebody put in there didn't you predict predict this adam i don't think i predicted it i said it would be really cool did i predict it we said if there was one guy who would go yeah we we all said aaron and little little did we know that there's aaron gordon being like you know what i am doing this um how did it make you feel though this is what glorious It, it makes me feel so good i think especially because of how many pieces have 
slowly been stripped away from the Denver team we started mm, covering. Great. To have an incoming piece immediately become one of those pieces that you don't want to lose. He's such a nugget. You could say he's, well, I'll slow down. <laughs> Jesus, um, man. He's, he's coming in guns blazes, Harrison. And he's just loved every second of being in Denver. And that could have, that look, we all carried, got carried away with that narrative as media when it first emerged. But he's backed it up every step of the way. Yes. He, he loves to be here. He loves to be a part of this team. And I think those vibes are an ingredient of a championship team in terms of off-the-court stuff. So to see it fills my heart with joy. Also, what's the handshake meme? Serbia, U.S. It's getting, it's getting stronger. It's getting stronger. When, when you saw this, uh, what did you think? It was awesome. Um, because you know with Aaron Gordon, it's real. Like yeah. He's not, like you said, on social media. He's not there for a photo op. Like he's there to watch Jokic play for Team Serbia. It's <laughs> it's crazy. Like, have we seen any other NBA players showing up to Eurobasket games? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there have been, but I can't remember. Have there been that are not participating? Because like we've seen Pokashevsky right. and like this or that, but right, yeah, right, just right. like a random ass American any player, American guys. I I can't remember off the top of my head seeing any. And our guy Marco posted this interview with him right after the game and Aaron Gordon says, yeah, I just came over here to watch Yoke. Like, that's what I told him. I just came over here to watch him play. Let, can we play it uninterrupted here? Let's play this video. It was only like a minute and a half. Let's play it uninterrupted here. We're sorry. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and try again. Uh, technical difficulties over there. Do we, can you? But, can we? Yeah. What, what what he was saying was like Marco asked him, I think, if Jokic knew he was coming, and Aaron Gordon was. He said, "No, I surprised him." Yeah. So nobody knew he was coming. Just popped over there to watch a quick game. I think this is going to mean a lot to Yoke. I, I think Aaron Gordon coming there unannounced and just popping in to watch a game. Keeping a low profile, just keeping it casual and showing up to watch him and Team Serbia play. That's going to mean a lot to Jokic. I, I just think we know that based on what we know about Nikola Jokic. It's going to mean a lot to him going forward, and I think it's, I think it's very, very significant. I, I just really do. I do too, man. Like. I, re I really do. I mean, we saw the connection we made by going out to Serbia and just, you know, earnestly, like, the, the, you know, this thing that we did. We saw how that's connected with our fans. Like, in our ways, like, we are the teammates of the Serbian Nuggets fans and Jokic fans or this or that. And I think that's the same thing with him. It's funny. I was thinking about this. You know, we saw Jokic. Much was made of it. You know, the hallway, left-handed handshake or this or that, like, whatever. But still, nonetheless, it was still, like, a really cool moment. Although, I should say, somebody told me that in Serbia... Shaking hands with the left hand means it's closer to your heart. No, what? I've been sticking my right hand out so confidently. I'm just saying. I heard this. I heard this. I and whether it's true or you're, not, you're making this. I up. swear to God, we'll see. The chat will tell us whether this is true or not. I don't, I'm just saying. I choose to believe Come it to on. be true because it makes me feel way better. That's <laughs> freaking awesome. Someone was messing with you on that. I hope so. Don't they say, say it's true? true. Like, no, true. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of these episodes <laughs> is the no. true, not true. Not true. Yes, yes true. true. Yes. Not true. 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 We don't know. Nope. Yes. True in we some still parts. Don't know. <laughs> I, this is so perfect. <laughs> oh, I, that's somebody too told funny. me Aaron Gordon was half or a quarter Serbian the other day. Oh, there you go. Uh, but I do think this is one of those things, man, that's like 
it it is a it is a, a real gesture and a nice gesture, and I do think there's something to it. Now you want to get to the meat of this. Yeah, real quick, I want to point out in all fairness, chat explained Chris Middleton has been at a Greece game. That sounds about right. It does sound right though. One other guy, the Bucks, probably, the Bucks, the Bucks are just awesome. Nuggets, yeah. Nuggets East. I know, man. That those are our brethren yeah. right there. Okay, listen, I have no interest in stirring up a debate or internal tension when the vibes are so high, but we got to talk. We got to talk because I, I think Mister Nugget is still a title to be earned. I don't know if the door's been shut. We, I look. You could argue. I think we've never had a contentious Mr. Nugget. It's always been so right. obvious. Been but so I have obvious. to say one thing that I think is important. It's always been sort of awarded after seeing like a season begin. It's never been a thing that's been an off season thing. That's this is part of it. Is that's like what I mean. Kinda... We've got Josh. We've got a position battle. Mr. Nugget, and we've never had one before. First of all, this is a great sign. I know it's positioned almost as this contentious thing, but it's like you have a debate over who is the best teammate. That's great. That's great. It means you have some. A, That's what I'm saying. A pair, at least a pair of fantastic teammates in Bones Island and Aaron Gordon, of course. When am I, am I on to something? Denver Pro Am. Aaron Gordon's there. Team Serbia in Prague. All right, it's two. That's Aaron two. Gordon's They're there. Third, I feel like this if it's to be a list. There needs a third one. Um, had bones over at his house. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Is it? Can he, it be Mister's Nugget? No, no, <laughs> just, no. I don't no. know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a, there's something <sighs> to talk about here, Harrison. Mister's Nugget. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have never been in this position before. That's that's <laughs> what makes it tough. We never Mr. have. Nugget, Obviously started with Gary Harris. It was so clear then it was him. Gary Harris was traded midseason. It was for Aaron Gordon. <laughs> for Aaron Gordon, but we didn't know Aaron Gordon. It's just true. But this that, is that part of it. Some, that could be something. Uh, and then obviously just was handed off to Monte Morris midseason. Uh, so we've never had an off-season changing of the guard. Which yeah, which makes it a little more complicated. This is so true, Harrison. This is so true. Look, I. It's very easy for a fun thing to become a not fun thing. And I don't want this to right. become yeah, that. That's what I'm saying. All I will say We're is that... We're taking it so seriously where we might be overdoing it. You're, Harrison's <laughs> correct. I do. I will say this, though. I just am, I am so impressed with Aaron Gordon in so many ways that I'm just like, man, I almost feel weird robbing him. So we're going to shelf it. You know, there's time for this for later. Uh, but for me, this was like extremely meaningful. And I'm excited. And the last thing I'll ask you first, Harrison... These things don't mean anything. Sports, we read into them like they're astrology. We read into signs and, and this or that. They don't really mean anything, but they make it, they're fun to pretend they do. All I'll say is I'm just feeling like there's just this great positive energy right now to, to both Team Serbia and to the Nuggets that I just am really enjoying. Like We don't always get that. The last two years for the Nuggets have felt like we never got more than one consecutive week of happiness. You know what I mean? Like it was this fits and starts, like great week, bad week, great week, bad week. And I'm just saying, like the last month has just been like a vibes, um, you know, party. And I, I that that's part of what's been so cool about Eurobasket. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's just nice momentum to have heading into the season. Um, like I think. Vlatko is going to come back to Denver with, you know, with, with some buzz if Slovenia can make a run. Obviously, you know, Yoke's going to come back in great spirits if Serbia can can win the gold medal. But yeah, it's it's all positive right now. Like yeah. everything is is on the up and up, and I'm just I'm just feeling like it's going to be this huge crescendo 
on opening night. Oh, Maybe yeah. might be a crescendo next Sunday. I mean, that's the goal at the moment. I'm like focused solely on this Eurobasket yeah. goal. Um, I, I will say this vote, and then I want to get your opinion on it. The idea of like, oh, there's such a good vibe. It's a sign of things to come. Okay, that's obviously sure. tongue in cheek. Sure. But there is this thing about the Warriors where they celebrate every victory, big and small. Even the smallest of victories gets Steph Curry dancing at half court, no matter what. Kevon Looney hits a three-pointer, and like the whole team just kind of like leans into that. They embrace the the joy and fun of the game, and I just that that's part of what I'm getting as when I watch Team Serbia play, when I watch the fans, yes. when I watch AG out there. There's just this celebration right now of the little things, and to me, that's that's part of what's yeah. making it feel like it can add up to bigger wins down the road. We've talked about the parallels with the Nuggets team, and this is a hopeful parallel, right? Yeah. This is we we have an idea of how it could look and feel if it all goes well, um, you know, if it all gels the way it is for Team Serbia right now, and that's that's sport at its best, right? It's fun to watch, but it's not just fun to watch; it's fun. It's fun to watch in a way that makes you want to go, all right, the game's over, but I'm not done with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got it. Is there a podcast or is yeah. there something? Is a friend awake? Like, yeah. so I, and I. So true. No friends right now. Like we got no one to be at each other. Like right now it's like, hey man, did you see Militinov? And like last He's Nuggets back. season, it's like, okay, Nuggets, don't choke away a 15 point lead in the fourth as they yeah. bracket yoke. And you're not like, you don't really want to call a friend about that. Yeah. You're so like, true. I'm ready to go so to true. sleep. So, yeah. All right. Before we take our final break here, I do want to play this audio. Super producer Kale has it fixed. I Let's think we know Kale. the problem. We'll Let's play go. that audio. And then when it's done, Harrison, you can go ahead and, and, and get us going. Who came to practice? What is your expression of the game and uh, about Nikola connection? I mean, Serbia is a, they're a force, man. They always have been. You know, they're a really good basketball team. Um, and, you know, like I say all the time, if you got Nikola Jokic on your team, you got a good chance of winning any single game that you have. So uh, I'm excited to see what they do out in Berlin. I'm cheering for them. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm sorry that I missed Vlatko in, in Slovenia. It would have been nice to see Chucky too, but I'm just here to support, man. It's, it's, uh, it's really what it's about, man. We're a family, we're a team, so I'll travel all over the world to watch basketball and support Yo. Yo, Yo. What did Yuki tell you after the game? Oh, nothing, man. He didn't say much. We were just... Uh, He's asked me if I was traveling around Europe. He asked me what am I, what I'm doing here, and I said I just came to pull up on you, watch the game. Uh, he asked me if I was coming to Berlin. Um, I told him no. I just told him good luck and, and go win, bring another trophy home. So you surprised him? Uh, yeah. He didn't know. No, I didn't let him know. Okay. You know that you have a big fan base in Serbia, like Aaron Gordon. You should win the contest a couple times. Thank you, you man. Won. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say um, what's up to all my Serbian fans. Thank you for some, for, thank you for the support. Um, just stay tuned. We have uh, big things brewing in Denver. Awesome. What a what a what, what did that random Serbia guy shout at him? You should have won the dunk contest. You're, <laughs> you're robbed. <laughs> the best. That's too cool. Wait, so Vlatko's nickname is Chucky. Did you guys catch that? Whoa, I did not catch that. That really happened? Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and listen right, to this. If to it is, that's a great That's amazing. That's a great he, he, nickname. He goes, "I'm upset I missed Chucky play." I think he said Chanter. <laughs> but we'll see. No, I'll go back and listen. Really? Oh, we got to check the tape. All right, we're going to have to t- check I'm the tape. He did. I hope you're right, Eric. Super. If down you're right, hell yeah, man. That's a great nickname. Oh, new t-shirt? You got to put him in the rotation if you can call him Chucky. You can't Sit a player named Chucky? Come on. 
That Serbia guy yelling, you should have won the dunk contest is incredible. <laughs> That's an all-timer, man. <laughs> AG pandering oh, to man. Serbians, Serbians pandering to oh, AG. AG caught that alley-oop and reverse dunked it. He's like, oh, thank you. Shout out to all my Serbian fans. (laughs) Like he's on the campaign trail. We've just heard that's a key reason why they love him. And just that guy coming out of nowhere. (laughs) Unbelievable. You're right. That was a thing that we heard that one of the reasons. Because we we were in Serbia. We heard Serbia. Like, asked everybody, what do you think of this guy? What do you think of this guy? And with Gordon, they were all like, oh. We said on a scale of 1 to 10. It was all 9s or 10s for Aaron Gordon. And one of the reasons people would explain, they'd be like, we like him because, you know, he's an unselfish player, this or that. But also, we like people who we feel were wronged. And he was wronged in the yeah. dunk contest. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Um, uh, yes, uh, pins and aces. Let me tell you about pins and aces. They're please do. the official golf I think you need to block that Marlo, Marco Kalabich Cal- guy. Uh, of DNVR. Pins and aces, the official golf barrel partner of DNVR. They're also the presenting sponsor of Big Drive Energy. They've got incredible gear. Uh, Pins and Aces, they got the best gear in the business. They're family-owned golf and apparel business based right here in Colorado. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve. It's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep them cold for the entire round. So. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code DNVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's at pinsandaces.com. Get set up with the coolest golf apparel in the game at uh, Pins and Aces. Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens. This is something I use every morning. It got us through our trip in Serbia. A cup of athletic greens every morning. I don't know if we would have survived without it, to to be totally honest. But if you want just more energy in your daily life, if you want to optimize your immune system, get better gut health, check out athletic greens. One delicious scoop and a cup of water. That's it. But with athletic greens, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods or superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens. So if you want to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, check out Athletic Greens. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com nuggets, athleticgreens.com nuggets to take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Love it. Back here, segment three, and this is a big one now, as we move into talking about the elimination round. Serbia pool play was easy. Elimination round going to be very, very difficult. And this is like, mathematically, this is how it works. The tournament, you know, the top of one will play the fourth seed of another, the second of one play the third, and you get seeded in a bracket accordingly. So if you had the easiest group, as Team Serbia did, in my opinion, they had the easiest group, that means you're probably going to have the toughest road to the championship once the elimination round begins. And sure enough, I think that's exactly how it worked out. Serbia and Italy will play on Sunday. We will be. Now, for people, some people have been asking, will it be on at the bar? Yes, we will have that game here at the DNVR bar. Here's the thing. It's the opening day of football, and we talk to everybody. You know, We get people's opinions. We'll have the game on. I don't think it's going to have the sound on. Because it is the first day of football, and here in, in the U.S., that's just a far bigger, bigger deal. Um, 
So, but we will have the game out, and we're going to be watching it. So, if you do want to come pop by the, the DNVR bar, I know our guy uh, Zarko or Jarko is going to be coming in. I think he's made some. Did you see this? He made some savapi for us. Savapi. Seriously? Yeah, he really did. He said he's bringing it in for, I love for this a life. taste. I, I know. Love this I love life this life too. People bring us frankincense and myrrh everywhere we go. Um, so Sunday they'll play. Then when should they win? They'll play on Wednesday. That one. Uh, I think we have a private event that night at the DNVR bar. Although that's the night during the daytime. We will. It's just, it's daytime. So people will be working, but Hey, you want to call in sick in the second half of work and then come watch the game. Uh, come do that with us Friday. And then of course Sunday, but let's get into the bracket now as it's fully filled out. Um, Serbia, Italy. That's the first matchup to me. Italy is a team of similar caliber to Czech, Finland and Poland all of which Team Serbia seemed to handle pretty easily. What's interesting about this one, Wind, as you mentioned, the last time Serbia was eliminated under a previous regime, basically, some different players, different leadership, whatever, it was at the hands of Italy. So this is, in a weird way, a nice parallel to say, last time right. came an end there, can you be re-motivated now and start a new legacy, a new era. And that was the, the win. Olympic qualifier, just to be clear. Olympic qualifier. There you go. So it's a revenge yeah. game. I expect, I do not expect that team Serbia will come out overlooking them. This one carries us into a certain significance, but how do you feel about it? Uh, when based on what you've seen so far, I feel good about it. Serbia should win. I think Italy is going to be the toughest team they've played so far. For sure. I definitely think they're a step above, Poland, Netherlands, Israel, whoever you want to slot in as the second best team in Serbia's group. I definitely think Italy's a step up from that. Italy played Greece really tough in pool play. They lost only by four points when they played Greece. And like they've got an NBA rookie, uh, this guy who just signed, I think with Utah, Fontecchio. Um, they've got Nico Mannion. They've got uh, some veterans as well. Serbia should win. They should take care of business, but I think Italy is is clearly the toughest team they will have played so far. You think they'll be easily tougher than Finland and, it, yeah. and the other ones? Really? Okay. Definitely. Definitely. There, you know, it's. I don't think Serbia walks around with, you know, blood in their eyes over the revenge against Italy or anything. It's not. You don't. I don't think they're like telling their kids about it at night. But I think they would love to see this revenge, and I think there is some poetic circle elements to this. In what I touched on earlier, in terms of the team and the eras turning over, whose team it is now, last time Serbia, when they did lose to Italy, 102 to 95, it was nearly a completely different roster. Some of the older guys... <laughs> just wanted to say, somebody said, oh, yes, we do. <laughs> um, blood in our eyes? You say we don't have blood oh, in our eyes? No, oh, yes, we do. <laughs> you know what? That was painfully naive of me to assume you don't. I, don't, I was just in Serbia. You what was I thinking? Uh, but you guys know what I, you guys know what I mean. I, but... That, you know, legends who had earned that spot but were a little over the hill and not well suited to guard on the perimeter. I think this particular, as I understand it, didn't watch the game. Yeah. I think this particular Serbian team is far better suited to guard the perimeter, to guard the three. And I also don't know if Italy has the size for both Nicolas at center, Nicolas at center, Nicolas, whatever. Um, I'll get it right one day. So I, I love Serbia's chances in this, but obviously there's going to be more to it than the last five games we've seen. Yeah. What's going to be interesting is, look, Serbia hasn't gone up against a team that just has that go-to guy on the wing who can, like, really fill it up, I feel like. And Italy kind of has that in Fantecchio. I mean, he's went for 19 points against Estonia, 26 against Greece, 14 mm. versus Ukraine, 
19 versus Croatia, 18 versus Germany. I'm interested to see who's the lockdown defender that Serbia is putting on him. Is it Lucic? Like, that's who I would think. Who else tries to stop this guy? Because that's the one way Italy can hang in this game, I feel like, is if he goes off like he has, like, like he did against Greece. That's why they were in that Greece game. Right. So I, it'll shape up to be, I think, a very, in some ways, a very good first game. You can't lose it. Like, they lose that one, all the vibes are gone. They dissipate. Like, this is, you get into the elimination round, you talk to the Serbian people. Um, and by the way, tomorrow I'm going to have one of my favorite people that I've gotten to meet lately, Milo Shavanovic. He's going to be on the show for a little awesome. bit. We'll also have Andre Simone, one of our, our general manager here at DNVR, who's also Italian and deep into the Eurobasket game. So we'll have him on to give sort of that perspective. He's also obviously a major Jokic fan, so he'll have conflicted feelings here. But we'll have him on to talk about it, so it should be a great show tomorrow. Um, but the bottom line is, Serbia is like, in some ways, they're they're like Broncos fans. They're, they have a high standard for what's good. Like, oh, playing great, basketball, doing this stuff, that's fun. But you lose in the first round like this, even if you just had a bad night, unacceptable. Like, this is a failure. Forget, throw out all the positivity that came before it. And I think that's a good approach. Um, but okay, you get past that one. I think Serbia should win. It would be a major failing if they lost that one. Then you get into the quarterfinals. We're not in the medal rounds yet. The quarterfinals, Turkey, France. To me, this is where it gets, it snaps immediately into super difficult. France had the horrible start, but they've bounced back since then. And they've actually played some pretty impressive basketball. I know we love to clown on Gobert, but they've actually been very good. And then Turkey, we know Team Serbia played them in the World Cup qualifiers, and that was a battle. That was a dogfight. So, Harrison, how do you break down that matchup? Who comes out, and how do you feel about those two teams? I'd say France, and Tur- Turkey's a quality squad. They play hard. They-, they play with, like, a lot of passion and pride, I feel like. France is the better team. I, I think France should definitely win. And Serbia-France, like, that's going to be another huge step up, I think. From the group play, definitely from Italy, uh, because of Rudy Gobert. I mean, we, we know Nikola Jokic has dominated Rudy Gobert in the past, but he's by far the best front court defender at Eurobasket. So, um, it, if there's one team that can stop Jokic, it's France. They've also got, you know. Um... You know, they just also have other ways of scoring and beating you. It's not like, yeah. hey, they're going to rely on this they one thing. Talent. And I think that's one of the things that when you watch pool play or group play, most of these teams have one guy, <laughs> like one thing that's like they're going to really need a big game from this guy or that guy. They have multiple, obviously, on Team France, and I think that's one of the things. I'm with you. You get to that game, and that's where on Wednesday night, that should they get there, that's where it's like, okay, the pressure jumps up tenfold now because you are going Jokic Gobert. Jokic needs to dominate that matchup. Can't just win it. He has to dominate that one. Um, you know, that's where things get a little bit difficult. How would you feel about a potential France or Turkey matchup? Well, first of all, I'm tempted to take Turkey as underdogs in that DraftKings slot. Um, I don't know. France is good. They're not bad, but I don't know if they're actually in that tier one top group of teams. And I think Turkey, I, I actually have them in the same tier as Turkey. So more maybe top end talent, whatever. And and maybe it's not great for for Turkey to have to face Gobert, given their talent at center. Let's assume France advances. I am fine with this matchup for Serbia. I think there's a lot of athleticism, a lot of defense, but they don't have the size to put someone else on yoke and let Rudy roam, you know, or wreak havoc from the weak side. They're going to have to put Rudy on yoke. I think that's favor yoke. 
I, I just don't know. Also, Serbia plays defense. I don't know if France has the half-court offense to keep up with them. So a lot will probably be decided, dictated in transition, um, where I, I would hope Serbia pulls away. I think Slovenia got the easiest bracket for the first two rounds of anybody. They play Belgium, and then they play the winner of Ukraine-Poland. To me, all of those teams are... They're like, okay, they're, Ukraine had a really good run. Svi Mikhailuk had some good games, but they're not a good team. Slovenia, to me, is like almost as close as you can get to a shoe-in to make it to the medal round, which would be the, the semifinals, and that would be who Serbia would match up there. To me, a Luka Jokic semifinal is just mm, tough as hell because yeah. I think Slovenia is actually the best team here. I mean, if we take Serbia out of it, I think Slovenia is the best team just because Luka's that good and yeah. – They've also got Dragic and Chanchar. Just they have guys that know how to like do things. So to me, that would be set up for an all timer as the semifinal. What do you think, Wind? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. I just like that Greece game in Belgrade a few weeks ago. I, I'd expect Serbia Slovenia to be a classic. Uh, I really would. Um, you've got star power. You've got really good role players on both sides. It's, I'd put it, you know, I'd give the edge to Serbia, um, probably just because I've watched them more, to be honest. Yeah, I think that. And I just, I, I just have that trust in their role players. I'd give a slight edge, but I would expect it to go down to the wire. I, I don't really know. Would. I don't know how. I don't know that anybody in this tournament is slowing down Luca. Man, he just he's on a mission over these last handful of games. It does feel like his peak is right there with Giannis and Jokic in terms of how uns just where you're like, all right, well, we're not stopping him. So I don't know what we're hoping for here. Um, and I just that game to me would be an all timer. And Nared, and here's the crazy thing. What do Americans pay attention to? They haven't been paying attention yet. I don't think they're going to be paying attention on Sunday because it's football Sunday. Will they be Definitely paying not. attention Definitely. on Wednesday? Maybe a little bit. By the time we get to Friday to the semis, Luka Jokic, the world, that'll be the only game everybody pays attention to. And I just feel like it'll have a weird stakes at that game. And by the way, who won the last Eurobasket? Slovenia. Slovenia behind Luka Doncic. Yeah. On the other side. I'm with you. That is, that is a game that everybody starts paying attention for. So shake it up to be an all-timer. And then should they advance past that, you most likely will play. I don't know. You go to – I'll just go to this bracket. Spain, Lithuania, Finland, Croatia, those four. Any one of those teams could come out of that bracket to me. Like, I mean, I have my favorite, Spain, and I think Lithuania is maybe second there. But any of those teams to me could come out of there. They're all kind of flawed. You get to the other side, Germany, Montenegro, Greece, Czech Republic – Clearly, to me, Germany and Greece are the two best there, and I they meet in the second round. This is why I say Slovenia has the easiest track. Those two teams meet in the second round. I could see either team winning. I'd go 60-40 Greece, and that means that I see coming out of that bracket one of those teams, Germany or Greece, that you would meet in the final, probably Greece, although Giannis rolled an ankle, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Do you have a take there uh, if it's Greece in the final? <clears throat> I mean, seems like it would be just sort of the written script at this point it would feel right those are the two best players in the world and Greece plays at a high level I also think the the Giannis Dorsey one-two punch might actually be the next best one-two punch in the tournament right now behind behind Yoke and Vasa so that's I think a matchup a lot of people want to see everyone wants to see outside of the Slovenia one I think this Serbia team has everything they need to win. I will, I will, I'll pick them on paper in every matchup. I know it's going to get weird and hairy in elimination rounds, and the teams are good enough to give them trouble to beat them. 
especially ones led by Luka and Giannis. But I think this Serbia team plays defense. I think they can be deep. I think they have the star power. They haven't needed the star power. I think they have the best player in the tournament. I think they have the best one-two punch in the tournament. If they play their A game, I think they're ready to beat everyone. But I'm, I'm not naive enough to think any of these games will be easy. We all believe that there's this fifth or sixth gear Jokic has, and he's gone to like third, maybe that's fourth a, for a little stints. And a lot of our prediction is predicated on that. Like Giannis only plays in sixth gear, and I appreciate that about him. He right. always is turned up. Luka, by necessity a lot, and just by the style of play, Slovenia plays like the Mavericks. The ball's in his hand. He's also been in fifth gear. He might have a sixth gear, right. but he's been in fifth gear. Exactly. And I just feel like Jokic has been in third gear, and we all anticipate that that's part of what I'm so excited. Maybe we'll see it against Italy a little bit, probably a little bit more than we have. But should you advance to, to France, we're all counting on Jokic going up a whole other level to say, nope, that you guys actually underestimated us as a whole because I'm now pushing it into a higher gear. Um, yeah. Any other final thoughts there, Win? before we, we duck out of here? I just can't wait. Every day I get more excited for the knockout round. It's it's going to be an entirely different Ooh. feel. There are going to be some nerves, hopefully not against Italy. Yeah. But um, I can't wait. Um, yeah, it's, this has been an awesome tournament so far. It's been so fun to watch. It's, so fun. It's about to just step up to another level, though. I can't wait for it. It's truly going to be amazing. Um, you can cue that outro music there, Kale. Uh, we appreciate you guys all watching tomorrow at 1230, which I believe is 830 Belgrade time. But 1230 Denver time, we're going to have Milo Shivanovic on. I have to tell you guys, one of my favorite people I've met on the entire Serbia trip that we did and somebody that I talk to literally every day now. Wow. Because he's such a he's so much great information. He's such a great storyteller. I just really have, uh, have enjoyed getting to know him. And he's going to hop on the show for 20 minutes and w with me kind of talk about this tournament. Where uh, has our analysis been off? We're new to this game. Right. And just kind of preview all of these different things. We'll also have Andre Simone on looking forward to that um, so excited for that before we get off into the weekend we'll do one last show and then of course Sunday we will be back watching the game and then doing a post game show hopefully by the way from on Sunday from our original set we're rebuilding our original set as we've been remodeling our bar and studio so hopefully we'll be back there right in time for the elimination round please hit that like button on the way out we'll see you guys tomorrow